Just got my gastro training number to continue in Northwest London for the next few years. Went to UCL, did foundation in at South Thames and then IMT in, in Northwest London with a few years taken out in between. Okay, great. Um, so when did you decide you wanted to do gastroenterology? So gastro probably I decided it's been on my mind since medical school, really. But to be totally honest, it's not been, on, you know, I've not been one of those people that's been just just working towards one specialty for years okay. and years. So, you know, I think people should should appreciate that and not get freaked out if they decide relatively late on. You know, it's been on my list, but that's not all I've been working towards the whole time. So kind of decided definitively about a year and a year and a half or, or so ago, but it's been on my list for a while. So, I mean, a lot of people do get quite anxious about the fact they don't have much specialty-themed stuff uh, mm. on their CVs. Did you not worry about that or how, how did you get around those sort of anxiety? So, I mean, to, to be honest, I did have I did have quite a few specialty related things on there, but I think the the important thing is to look at the the scoring uh, framework early enough to kind of realize where you can pick up low hanging fruit. So yeah. you know, it's, you, you get roughly the same amount of points for completing a quip as you do for doing a PhD. So don't stress yourself out about the one or two people who have PhDs and just try and get that quip sorted. That's that's kind of how I approached it, and you know. Yeah, there'll be some people who have 10 publications in gastro or cardio, whatever, whatever especially you want to do and you've done millions of things. But as long as you've done at least one thing, I think, in a lot of the a lot of the fields, then that's all you, you know, that's all they want to see that you've shown some interest. You know, I've done at least one quip in gastro. For gastro specifically, I did this endoscopy simulator course, which obviously they really liked. I did a couple of posters in gastro, one publication, you know, a couple of publications, one or two publications in gastro. And I think as long as it's got a widespread of things that you've done, that's all they're looking for. It's not that you don't need to be the most amazing candidate in every single field, I think. Yeah, because if you think about it, the application form scores you on what you score highest. And the interview is only sort of 10 minutes long in that portfolio station. So you don't have time to go through everything anyway, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you get the same. I mean, obviously, in the interview, they, won't, they might not be as impressed, but you'll get the exact same number of points for two publications in a totally different field as you would for two publications in your specialty. So yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah very true and so, so when did you sort of figure that out was that right at the start of IMT or so I probably figured it out when I I mean to be honest I had knowing when I was going into IMT when I was doing IMT interviews that that was the case then I had a rough idea that would be the case for specialty interviews as well and I had probably a, a rough look middle of IMT two, I think and realized it was the same obviously I still wanted to have at least one or two things in each area specific to gastro but that kind of calmed me down a lot that I know people who've got like you know a million gastro publications before they apply but that's not the average candidate at all or even the above average uh, candidate so yeah even giving yourself a year year and a half to realize that is more than enough time I think to really try and get some some projects in yeah fine and so, so when did you start um, really thinking about the interview and doing your practice for it yeah so I think I started probably around mid mid-January I think so I gave myself and that was kind of low level so I didn't I didn't go straight into it that was starting to think about it having a look at that white book that everyone looks at and then ramped it up so about two two and a half months worth of prep I think in total okay fine and then for your presentation station because that's one of the things that's quite unique for gastro when did you start figuring that out so it's funny actually because I'm, I'm I'm doing MT3 in, in gastro now and I didn't really think of a case until probably about three or four weeks before the interview and I kind of 
was kicking myself that I'd done all this time in Gaspar 93 and I hadn't been paying attention. And I hadn't, hadn't picked a good case. But I think actually once I found the case, you know, it's, you know, I, it, you know, it doesn't take that much time. You just prepare the case, practice it, ask your consultants to have a listen to what you've said as well. So you don't need that much time to actually prepare it. But probably my advice to myself, if I could go back, was would be start thinking about that case a little bit earlier because that, that was a bit stressful, to be honest. Okay, fine. And 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 then on the day, how did you find the interview itself? Was it harder than you thought or what you thought it would be? Uh, like? Obviously, it's very, per, you know, personal and very variable. But for me, it was actually, you know, it went a lot quicker than I thought it would. I, I, I had more stuff to say. The interviewers, I guess I was probably a bit lucky, but they were very nice. You know, they tried to put me at ease. Yeah, I really, you know, I actually, I found it not, not, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasurable as such, but, you know, yeah. I didn't find it near as bad as I thought it would, as I thought it would be. That's, that's good. And, and how did you find it being with the same interviewers the whole way along? Was that a good thing? I think it, it, it was. For, you know, I guess you have to kind of frame that in, in the context of the anxiety that I had beforehand, which is that, if you mess up one of the initial stations, then probably most people will start thinking in their own heads, you know, these people think I'm an idiot now and you just need to not let that play on your, on your anxieties. But it also works the other way when I, you know, when I realized I was doing, you know, pretty well in the first station or two, you get more relaxed and you realize actually these people have already seen that I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot. I've got some interest in gastro. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not, they, they can, you know, that kind of stuff. So actually I liked, I liked that aspect by the end. You get used to the interviewers and that you build a rapport with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I guess, because especially if you're starting, did you start with your portfolio station or your presentation? I started with the clinical station, I think. Oh actually. really? Okay. Yeah. And they just went straight into it. And they just went straight into the clinical station. Yeah. It was stressful actually, because I was expecting, yeah, the clinical station was not what I wanted to start on. And yeah. also they gave, yeah. <laughs> And they gave me a case that I actually found more difficult than I, I thought, because they gave me just a young guy with dyspepsia, basically. Yeah, yeah broad. With a few risk factors. So almost, almost like a GP scenario in a way. And I spent the entire time thinking to myself, am I missing something here? Am I missing something? Whereas, you know, if it's an IBD flare or variceal bleed, then at least you know, like, okay, this is... Basically, they just don't want you to over-investigate in that particular scenario. But yeah, that was a bit difficult. But, you know... Again, there was, you know, you get through it. It's pretty common sense, most of it. And, it, you know, once you actually start, I think you do tend to calm down a little bit from, from your pre-interview anxieties. Oh, that's great. And, and then how was the, the MedReg side of it? Because you must have done a fair bit of that in IMT3. Was that what you were expecting? Yes and no. So it was, it was quite similar in, in terms of the general area of what, what, what everyone had said so far, including you guys. But I'd kind of... In my head, I'd prepared this this almost monologue that I know most of my colleagues were preparing as well about, you know, how you approach the take or whatever. Okay. Um, and then I think they knew that because they specifically said we're going to ask you something a bit different because we know that you guys have been, you know, and they asked me for they asked me for a specific situation. Yeah. So even though I prepared pretty well generally, I hadn't prepared for that at all, really. So yeah, I, that was that was a bit more difficult than I envisaged. But also the the only the only station I ended up dropping marks in the end probably <laughs> because of that. But yeah, that wasn't in the end it wasn't too bad because you just drew, like you like you guys said you draw on your experiences that you've had already as an IMT three. So yeah. You must have yeah. had to take a few seconds to think about that because, you know, even me now, I couldn't think off the top of my head, especially under pressure. And that's a tough well, exactly. one. Exactly. You know, I took a few seconds, still nothing immediately came to mind. And I just, I just, what, you know, what launched into this slightly waffly answer. And, you know, they were, they were nodding along and then I'm like, yeah, but okay, but we asked for a specific example. <laughs> 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 you give us one. <laughs> 
so yeah that was a bit difficult that'd be my advice for, for the people taking next year have examples in their head of that that kind of stuff yeah oh interesting okay fine so how many examples had you like prepared in general I, I, let's think about gastro specifically how many different anecdotes and stories did you have up your sleeve do you think so actually that was that was one thing that I think helped because when I was preparing you know my answers for various things I realized I had way too many stories way too many anecdotes yeah. way too many attributes about the you know tell us why you're a good trainee etc tell us why xyz and I realized actually or what, what I found helpful for myself was picking five or six anecdotes or five or six examples that cover all of the attributes that they might ask about so leadership communication team working blah 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 that i can pick out and use for multiple examples based on that so you know i had one example that i could use for both leadership and then also communication and you know a time when i when a patient was upset blah blah, blah all this kind of stuff and it just meant in the heat of the moment you're less likely to forget your anecdotes so yeah i think in the end i had about five or six anecdotes ready to go for any any kind of situation and in terms of attributes that I would list again I probably had four or five that okay. again in the heat of the moment I wouldn't forget based on what question they were asking and I think that helps as well yeah nice, nice that's a good tip so I guess to finish off aside from that if you could go back to a year ago was there something that you wish you'd done or the thing that perhaps you did the best that you would advise in your position so I think the thing that I, I felt I did that really helped in the, in the preparation actually, and that I think maybe other people didn't do as much is practice, but not, not just kind of random practice. So I, I had the answers in my head, I prepared the answers, but actually I would, I would practice into a mirror or actually sometimes what I would do, I mean, this is a bit extra, I, I appreciate that, but it did help. I would do this and I would have a mock interview with myself on yeah. Zoom if I couldn't find a friend or my partner or you know, consultant, whatever to practice with me, I would do this, I would ask myself the question, I would do the answer. And then if you have the time, you can watch it back on a recording and see how you've done compared to the answer that you thought you would give. Yeah, I mean, um, I did the same with voice notes back in the day before Zoom. So, you know, it, whatever exactly. it takes, right? Whatever it takes. I mean, you yeah. look like an idiot doing it, but it's... <laughs> whatever what was it, it like watching them back though? What, did you pick up any funny things that you were doing that you didn't know? Um, I mean, I, not, nothing that I didn't know, because I think I've, I've probably, I've got a good handle of what I'm like in interviews now. I mean, I use my hands a lot, but that's, you know, that's something I knew from, <laughs> from before anyway. And yeah, I, I think that's, that'd be my main thing in, in terms of gastro specifically as well for the presentation. Once you've got that or any other specialty that does this presentation, practice the presentation over and over and over again try and preempt the questions they'll ask you and you know it's pretty obvious generally what questions are going to ask you based on the topic you've chosen yeah and then even once you've done that speak to do the presentation to a consultant or two and ask them if you were on the panel what would you ask me yeah, nice. as a consultant on the panel and then they'll probably think of stuff as a consultant that you wouldn't think of as you know a prospective reg so those those are probably my most my most helpful tips i think yeah, that I know yeah Practice and do it on on Zoom, even or you know on FaceTime or whatever. Even if you even if you feel like a bit of an idiot doing it. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, it, it works. So that's the most important thing. Thanks again for your time. That's all been really helpful. Thanks. No worries. No worries.